1: Owen? Yes, yeah, okay. How you doing?
0: Hey Dave.
1: Hey, all right. All right.
0: So I'm Holly. And I'm Dave. Welcome to
1: What difference does it make?
0: Our continuation of the top one hundred and six point seven songs of nineteen eighty one from KROQ. Correct. Rock in, of the eighties.
1: In Los Angeles. Yes. Where we grew up. Yes. This is what we listened to. And
0: we were avid fans. Avid, can you say that?
1: You just did. Okay.
0: Okay. I'll allow it. We left off. It's only getting better because today we're going to start with 39 and I think things get a whole lot better from here.
1: Well, I'll disagree (laughs) with that already, but... uh,
0: Well, you're entitled to your opinion.
1: But I do know the smaller the number, the bigger the hit. (laughs) Some wise man once told me. Wise man. Yes. King of the countdowns. King of the countdowns. Casey. Yep. Counting down. Uh, so let's count them down. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go to number 39.
0: Iggy Pop, Bang Bang.
1: What can you tell me?
0: <laughs> I can tell you I was probably more partial to the David Bowie version, 1987.
1: Okay. So, but David uh, Bowie loved to cover Iggy it, Pop songs.
0: Yeah, so I liked it. but But this was great. This was really fun. But you don't, you know. He actually wanted. So this is from the, the album. It was called Party. Okay. And he had originally wanted Phil Spector to produce it, but he couldn't get Phil Spector. Instead, he got Tommy Boyce, which was pretty cool. And actually, when I when I of the Monkeys Tommy no, Boyce Tommy Boyce who
1: wrote and produced a lot of Monkey stuff. That the
0: same Tommy Boyce?
1: Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm not gonna remember his name. It's like Heart and Boyce, I believe. Yeah. Like the com- the combos, they were I, they wrote a lot of Monkey's hits. He
0: was way older than I realized he was at the time. You knew him at the time as Iggy? the songwriter? No, Tommy Boy.
1: <laughs> Iggy, Iggy, Iggy can't tell
0: how old he is. He always looked the same. Love him. He's got to be old now. Anyway, that's what I know about. Uh,
1: okay, I did see the okay. video of it. And you know the weird thing about this video? What? He's wearing a shirt. A <laughs> the r- whole thing? It, the whole video? The whole. I didn't think a shirt can contain him. <laughs> but it does. He's wearing like this ruffled shirt. It's It's super 80s and super... Iggy, but uh, it was just funny seeing him in a shirt. In a
0: shirt. Yeah, you almost don't recognize him. No, I don't recognize him.
1: (laughs) Why do you look different?
0: I'm wearing a shirt. Yes. Oh,
1: nice. (laughs) A lot of information there.
0: Yeah, but but too much on Iggy. But however, and we know this from from past episodes, one of my favorites, the Finn Brothers, Split Ends, Mm -hmm. number 38, Hard Act to Follow. Sixth (laughs) album. Okay. It was called Wayada. Was the name of the album, which means (laughs) it's Maori, the Maori word for song. Okay. But in Australia, it had a different name for song. It was called Oro, and I'm probably not pronouncing this right, but it's Orobori, which is Aborigine for song.
1: You've done your research today. (laughs)
0: Well, that was interesting, and of course, you know, because I love them, I wanted to know a little more. But people probably already know this without having had to research it. Okay, what well, so, can you tell me about so it? Someone, you got to have something.
1: Someone's found Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knows. Oh, the I
0: got multiple sources. Okay,
1: um, actually, I one thing I did learn from Wikipedia from this. <laughs> uh, apparently, it was uh, the album, whatever that name is,
0: Wayada or or. Or
1: a I'm going to make you say it over and over again until <laughs> you get it right.
0: I could be mispronouncing <laughs> make it. Yeah,
1: make it up. I don't When'd know. you learn? For some reason, they changed the color of the album for America because the USA does not like brown. And so they changed the color. It was like blue, bluish.
0: Did they do a focus group to find this out? Uh, or is this just a know. general statement across I, the board? Americans I think don't um, like brown.
1: Americans don't like brown. We like, <laughs> I mean, look at look at Cleveland. Look at UPS. Do we like we don't like brown. Or do we like brown? Do we like UPS?
0: We like UPS and we know we, <laughs> it's an association. I guess maybe maybe they didn't want to be associated with brown, with the color brown. I think we associate it mostly with shit.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go.
0: <laughs> you can edit that out.
1: No. Okay. So that's th-
0: very interesting. No, I did not I, know that.
1: Yeah, I don't I um I don't I don't know if that's based on facts because it was in Wikipedia. And that was, <laughs> that's what I found is that they changed the color because Americans do not like brown. Huh. But we like the song, Hard Act to Follow. Love
0: the song. It's a good, I, I like the energy in that. I, you, know, you know, there's nothing, you only get positivity from me about the Finn brothers.
1: Oh, okay. I was going <laughs> to say, I've, I've heard a lot of negative things from you in the past. Oh,
0: never about them. No, and never. probably not about any of these upcoming okay. artists. Okay. Maybe I'm just feeling pretty good today. I okay. just got back from a vacation, so you're not going to hear any negativity. Nice.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Send Holly on a vacation, then have her come back. <laughs> She's going to feel good about everything.
0: Well, also, as remember, we move into 1981. This music only gets better and more positive for me.
1: Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, for both of us, we yeah. were right in that. Uh, yeah, this is our era. This is eighth, ninth dance. Some, some, I can't remember. 10th, 11th. 10th, 11th. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so that's right. You're starting to go to shows. You're starting to listen to the radio, get a little independence. You can jump in your car and you could put on K-Rock and you could listen to it without your parents uh, knocking on your door to scream, (laughs) turn off that (laughs) that crap.
0: I'm just picturing the we're not going to take it video where the dad comes into the room. Isn't that we're not going to take it? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Dad comes into the room for him to
1: it's a couple of years away from...
0: Yeah, but I mean, that, that that's the vision you just conjured up. Sister? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, I've never heard of this. Uh, what's this other band that's uh, number 37?
0: Okay, well, you know, this might even be worthy of a whole episode of What Difference Does It Make. So number 37, uh, almost unbelievably to me, is Tom Sawyer by Rush.
1: Now, I can't remember K-Rock ever playing this. I can't think of this as a... Kate rock appropriate song it's super prog rock but it, apparently it was played
0: mm. it was played number 37 that's pretty pretty good it must have been played a lot so
1: i, I mean it was the breakthrough album for the for the band <laughs> yes, it, was. it was played everywhere
0: yes it was and this is obviously the most recognizable song
1: this will be the last time we ever hear of rush on krq
0: that's for sure but it's not going to be the last time i hear about it in my house <laughs> <laughs> because uh, my resident expert, I, I made the, the – well, it wasn't a mistake. It was probably a really good thing for the show. I kind of grilled them because I have a lot of facts, obviously, about the band and about the song. But I thought I could get some, yep. some inside perspective.
1: OK. So you have – give me uh, one or two fun facts about Tom Sawyer.
0: OK. I want, well. I'm going to give you a few. Okay, so you're gonna to have to give me some. You're gonna to have to give me a little leeway on this, but something I got from my my RE is that. So the drummer Neil Peart says it's the most All right, challenging. I'm gonna
1: stop you right there because
0: <laughs> everybody knows.
1: Nobody knows. See, I, I think of it as. Uh, I mean, everybody I, knows. Isn't there a, a scene in? Um, yes. In this movie uh, with Paul Rudd. I love you, man. I love you, man. Yep. Where there's where they're saying Neil Peart. And Neil's saying, No, it's it's Neil Pert." No, I'm pretty and then they're saying, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure it's Neil Peart. No, it, you know, they're getting an argument about how to say this guy's last name.
0: And it was him, they were talking to him.
1: They were talking to him. Yeah. And he's he's saying it's Pert.
0: No, he says it's Peart.
1: Is it Peart? Peart. Peart? I don't, okay. I don't know. Um, I'm just uh, We're gonna
0: have to go back and watch the episode, but I'm pretty sure, because my R E says Peart, and I would trust him almost. <laughs> Cool. for anybody but I'm going to go back and watch the, the <laughs> episode where Chester Cheetah is seen snorting Cheetos while listening to the song and after he finishes he yells there's no fucking drummer better than Neil Peart or Pert we'll have to go back and watch g- the clip to see what he actually says True. okay did you see them go ahead
1: <laughs> No, I will pull that up to see. I'm sure he says Pert but you're probably right it's probably incorrect
0: see I was corrected by my RE I, I always pronounced it Pert but my RE was the one who corrected me so that's really the, the the facts that I got from my RE are probably a little more obscure. Um
1: I need fun facts. What do you got fun that's facts?
0: Fun. Oh, well fun facts, which Oh, here's it. Here. You you might appreciate this having been in drumline during the first instrumental section of the song, the time signature changes to 7/8. Just pick a time
1: so, okay. signature. Come yeah. on. How can I dance to this song if you keep changing the beat?
0: <laughs> You'll never dance this to this. This
1: is fashion. not a song. I wouldn't <laughs> Does not it's got a good beat, but I can't dance to it.
0: Right. Ugh. that might be the only one that you can say this. The only band that you can say this probably about all their songs.
1: Do we consider Rush a prog rock band? Can we call them that? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know if that's an insult to, to
0: I don't know, is. but that's what they are, so
1: I I know, but if you talk to your R E saying, no 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 no, they're not a prog rock band. They're rush. They are rush. They play rush music. That's the type of genre. It's rush. All right. Should <laughs> we
0: move on though? <laughs> <Good. laughs>
1: Here's a band we're going to talk a lot about. Caution. What Wait, can you tell me about caution?
0: This is pretty funny. I'll tell you, when I first saw this on the countdown, I actually thought the band was UFO because the song is called UFO. Right. So I thought we were talking about UFO, the band, and I thought, that's a really weird one. You think Rush is weird to have on, yeah. you know, on this countdown? I thought UFO was weird. And then so I pulled up the video and I thought, ah, huh, it's not UFO. Oh. What can you tell me?
1: uh uh Caution is a band that sounds a lot like Devo. Yes. So uh and that's I could see why they were played and it's it's a good song. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with uh, covering Devo or emulating uh Devo. There was a band we played uh that we talked about earlier that sounded a lot like the Police. You what know, is that that's... Let me get my paper <laughs> out here. Uh, oh. Nouveau Combo was the band. Oh, yeah. City-bound E-Train, which reminded me of the police. So it was record labels were going, hey, this Devo, uh, they're, they're something. Let's get a sound, someone who sounds like that. And that's probably
0: a bad choice. A bad choice? An- no, you don't need another Devo. Diva. Devo's Devo. Diva. The police, you know, that's like a rock and roll sound. And-
1: but that's what people do. I mean, when, uh, you know when a movie hits all of a sudden you know oh we need another one like this um you know this And great, then a sequel. Yes. Well of <laughs> course. Like this ABBA movie that uh, <laughs> Hey,
0: don't go there. <laughs> all
1: right. Sorry. But yeah. When anything's successful everyone tries to emulate it. Oh, this is yeah. this is where this is where sound is going. This is what we're doing. You know, that's why there was you know, I I guess <laughs> in the 90s for some reason swing music was huge. Yeah. <laughs> so every label was signing a swing band and that was played for a little bit and then that dies off and then like in the 80s it was that rockabilly was big yes and so there were a lot of rockabilly bands and so it's
0: but that's a sound and and diva was really spit to me I, you know and this is just my opinion diva was more specific to me and these guys sounded a lot like diva it wasn't a genre you know like swing is a genre and yeah. and rockabilly is a genre
1: hmm. yeah it was just this was like what I think record labels were hearing are, oh this is new wave let's get new you know yeah. new wave sounding band and that's We'll go for
0: Depeche Mode, not for Devo.
1: Well, okay. (laughs) I understand. I like Devo. Don't. Okay. I know where you sit on Devo. (laughs) It's fine. So Caution uh, was never to be heard from again. Yep. Uh, Looked it up. Tried to find anything on them, and there's nothing to be found.
0: All right. So then we move on to Red Rider. Yes. Lunatic Fringe. Uh,
1: Another Canadian. Another Canadian band. (laughs) K Rock love Canadians.
0: Yeah,
1: this was the, a big hit. I guess the, I, I do know they were they were they're really big in Canada.
0: <laughs> and Tom Conklin went on to have a, a huge career. Uh,
1: yes, remind me of anything that he. Life is a highway. Life is a highway. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> I knew I heard the name Tom Conklin, but I can't remember the couldn't remember the song.
0: Oh, so not much into the Canadians, are you?
1: I (laughs) I like Neil Young and I like uh, Joni Mitchell. And there's actually Alanis Morissette. Alanis. There's a band from Canada that I love that's called Sloan that is huge in Canada and uh, just a pop punk band. Yeah. You really like them genuinely, or is it just the name? No, no, no. (laughs) Well, first, of course, it was the name, but um, yeah, they're just super catchy. They've been around for 30 years now, something like that.
0: So they're old also.
1: They are super old.
0: So I know after this episode, you're going to send me a link.
1: Of, of Sloan music? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I should. I, I've, I've seen them. They still tour around, but it's, it's always great to see on the ticket announcing <laughs> Sloan.
0: I performed here. Yeah. yeah for for have, those who don't know, Dave's last name is Sloan.
1: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, Canada has a, a lot of contributions to uh, rock music that I love. We love our Canadians. We love, Canadians. we love Canadians. We love our neighbors to the north. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, and it was around that time that the, the Mackenzie brothers uh, had a hit. <laughs> Getty Lee was also on, on their big hit. All right, so that's enough Canadian. That's our Canadian talk show. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I think we might be done with Canada for a little while. Right. But I think we will see more Tom Cochran coming up. That's my prediction. Not on this countdown, but in the future. sure. All right, so 34, I want to say it's Billy Idol, but it's actually Generation X, Dancing With Myself, which I didn't know, which I always thought was just a Billy Idol song. I mean, I know it's a Billy Idol song, but I didn't know it was Generation X that originally recorded it.
1: I did, yeah. No, I I did know that they both recorded it. It It's kind of like The Move and ELO recording Do Ya. Exactly. Um, It's a slightly different version than Billy Idol's version. Have you heard? Yeah, I
0: did. I listened to it. Okay, I listened so, to it last night.
1: So what were your impressions since uh, you're, it's fresh in your mind?
0: It didn't sound that much different to me. Mm-hmm. So now you're making me feel like I pulled up the wrong version. <laughs> <laughs> what was? It? What did you find I, different about it? Oh, yeah.
1: So I, I think there is more guitar in the the Gen X version. Like punkier? Uh, yeah, just a little, uh, a little more rockier. I think Billy Idol's is more new wave, <laughs> more dancey. Uh, more, you know, where you can shake your fist and throw it yeah. up in the air. <laughs>
0: Which I did. I went to see Billy Idol at the Palladium when I was in college. And it was probably the concert up until that time, except having seen the Bay City Rollers when I was in sixth grade. Um, where I screamed and had my, you know, my fists in the air. I loved him. He was like the be-all, end-all for me. Yeah. Billy Idol.
1: Yeah, that, he was. Yeah, he was that guy. There were a few of those those guys that I'm sure you you oh. would scream at. Who else? Um, We're coming up to them. Okay. But but you probably haven't seen
0: it. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Um, But yeah, but so I think this was the only um, Gen X, song, Generation X, Mm -hmm. which we are a member of.
0: Yes, we are. Wait.
1: The greatest generation. (laughs) Forget the the Generation X. Ah.
0: I'm on the cusp.
1: We'll count you as Generation X. thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. All right. Uh, Yeah, you are not a baby boomer. Right? No, it was def- ba- well, how's it go it's baby boomer it's the greatest generation and then baby boomers and then generation gen- x then you go to gen y gen z and then millennials millennials, oh, millennials. yeah oh, Ugh. <laughs> okay started. don't we're
0: gonna just start sounding <laughs> old
1: hey you're listening to the what difference does It make podcast just relax for 30 seconds chill patience has paid off we've returned to the what differences make podcast then we move on to number 33 and we got the jim carroll it's again too, it's too late oh again meaning what
0: uh he we found him earlier in the countdown
1: yeah we, uh, i would think that people, who, people die, who died yeah i would think that that would be the bigger hit i know me too it was not apparently oh. I don't know how random are these countdowns. Was it just something that the uh, the uh, staff put together and just kind of figured out? Like, oh, this is the order we wanted in. This was not like a listener, like you would, you know, fill out your your top uh, three songs and send it and mail it in to uh, KROQ in Pasadena. I don't
0: know. Maybe call based on Collins. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's just the way the staff wanted it to <laughs> yes, <laughs> to, exactly. to play out. But yeah, so anyway, but it's too lazy. It's uh, also a good song and memorable. Anything you nope. found in your research on nope. that? Okay, then let's move on, shall we?
0: Yeah, because next is the Go-Go's.
1: All right. And this song should have been number one.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think so.
1: It was number one all over the world. And it's uh, Our Lips Are Sealed from the Beauty and the Beat album, which we will probably do a, a whole album takedown uh, on. And yes, just kind we will.
0: Of- and we should. It warrants it for sure.
1: Definitely. Tell me about Our Lips Are Sealed. Anything you, uh, I, any any firsthand uh, you know, stories or like, do you remember when you heard the song?
0: I, I remember a friend turning me on to this song and thinking that this was, and this was in high school, obviously, thinking that, oh my God, this is a whole new, I, I, my eyes are open to a whole new world of music by listening to the Go-Go's. I don't know what it was, you know, at the time. I don't remember like how that crystallized. Well. It's music. It just draws you in for some reason, some, for some intangible reason. I don't know. This brought me into that whole movement. I just love the song and the whole album. To me, um, Beauty and the Beat is another flawless album that you can listen to all the way through and just sing at the top of your lungs. Still, I think. yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, no fun facts. Other than, you, you know, though it's been covered a lot. This song has been covered a lot. And Funboy 3 covered it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't sure if Funboy 3 did the song first. <laughs>
0: No. Uh I believe the Go-Go's did it first. Jane Wiedlin wrote it and it was um
1: Terry Hall she, wrote, yeah, co-wrote it. Yeah, The Funboy 3.
0: They uh, supposedly, supposedly the story goes they had a, a little uh, tour bus romance cuz they were touring together and mm. that's when she wrote it. Their version is darker. So but it, it actually charted higher in the it was it went to the top 10 in the UK, the Funboy 3 version of it. It's and, a good
1: version. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not the Go-Go's version, but it's, there's all. they also do an amazing uh, version of this song I really like. This song? The Fun Boy 3 version. Yeah, yeah. darker. Yes, yeah. yeah, but yeah, not as uh, Go-Go-ish.
0: Yeah, well, as, as we say that, do you remember uh, in 2004, the Duff, Hillary and Haley Duff, their version of it?
1: Ugh. Don't. I liked
0: it. Really? Okay, I, I don't know. It was I, a little more Go-Go-y.
1: Okay, well, as it should be. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm, uh, but I'm, I, I actually like when other, you know, they keep songs alive, and you know, hopefully people will go back and like, oh, you know, you, you hear that. I'm gonna listen to the original version. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, this was the 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 first all female band to hit number one, or you know, I, I'm you know, I'm only fifteen, fourteen, fifteen when this came out. It's yeah. it seemed weird to me, like, oh, I mean, it, it just seems natural, like, oh yeah, well, that seems weird. Why shouldn't there be a, an all female? More girls. Yeah. Why is that? I, it was really it was odd to me that 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 was a fact. Uh, you know that was that
0: something. they were that it was made uh, just like anything. When there's the first female anything, why would this be a you know, yeah? Why should this be a big deal? But it is.
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they were. Uh, it was groundbreaking. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and we still love them. They, yes.
0: More <laughs> more on the Go Go's to come, I'm sure.
1: Uh, okay. So 31 is the Kinks' Destroyer. hmm Um, Kinks fan.
0: I am I am a moderate Kinks fan.
1: You? Yes, I, I I like the Kinks a lot. I don't have anything on Destroyer, <laughs> but I know the, the, you know it's it's a it's a brother band and they so of course they hate each other and uh and there's always threats of coming getting back together. Yeah. And actually I think that's rubbing up again. The Kinks may tour. Really? And yeah, yeah. They're always there's always threats of Till they hate yeah, each other again. Till they and hate and, yeah. yeah, it's like Oasis, you know. Yeah they yeah. hate each other then they love each other and then you know they get back together and they remember why they hated each other and so uh, it's back and forth but it's uh yeah kinks was great i mean but you know this song is just a it's just a straight ahead rocker and it's kind of it kind of fits in the k rock it's you know it's yeah. one of those songs where you could hear it on K L O S K M E T, but it also worked on K rock like think. the police i think yes definitely and it was cool when you think about it. i mean this band in the eighty. I mean, they'd been together for almost twenty years now, and they're getting played on this kids' radio station. Yep. That's that's great. I mean, they mm. they they were still uh, fresh in uh, in the eighties. I, I you know. The Davies I think, Brothers.
0: I they're the old men by that. Yeah, right. I think that's one of
1: the reasons I got into them is that they were still vibrant on K Rock. Like at that time, Dylan and Neil Young and uh, you know they were putting out these horrible albums, and I was mm. like. I tried to get into it, like I, I don't get this. So I, you know, I like tossed them aside to come back later. But the Kinks were still relevant, and and I think also the Stones was that's another reason I like the Stones is because you know these these entry songs or you know when I was fifteen started listening to it, their new music was still good. So I that made me go back to listen to to their older stuff. It wasn't until later that I discovered Dylan and Neil Young and like oh okay I get it now. <laughs>
0: See, that's it. I, that's, it's interesting because it's, and we've talked about this before, it's the opposite for me because I was exposed, you know, that's why I don't love the, this era's uh, Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. as previously stated, because I love old stones and all the stuff that I was exposed to at home when I was young, like Neil Young, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. You know, I appreciated them when they started, so I didn't love this era of their music. Makes My sense. personal... Yeah, no, Personal it, it makes yeah. yeah makes perfect sense. But it's good that it got you that this stuff you liked enough to go back and listen to their old stuff.
1: That's uh, that was my entry. Okay, so number thirty, <laughs> it's, it's great. I, actually, I uh, So it's uh, John Anderson of Yes mm-hmm. and Vangelis, or is it Vangelis?
0: I think it's Vangelis.
1: Is it Vangelis? Okay. Um, I actually <laughs> this week I saw Yes.
0: Oh yeah! Was, oh yes.
1: Yes, <laughs> which was uh, crazy. I mean, he still has that, that high pitched voice. He, he's still in great. Still has a really good voice. It's shocking for a guy. I looked it up. He's seventy three years old. Whoa! <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, they have a loyal. Yes, yes yeah. has a very loyal following, almost as intense as Rush. Um, it, it was. Uh, I saw a lot of Rush shirts also with <laughs> yeah. this show.
0: The band was good. Band yeah, the ba- good.
1: Trevor uh, Trevor Rabin of the Buggles is in is the guitarist in in this incarnation of uh, the band, and Rick Wakeman who wore a uh, he wore this uh, sparkly cape it was the was the keyboardist. It was nice. I like oh I haven't seen a, a cape like that in a long time. That's cool.
0: <laughs> he wore this at this show.
1: The cape. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was hilarious because it was just like this this t shirt he wore. With a, you know, he's got the beer belly, and he's just wearing, like, these relaxed jeans, <laughs> pants. Dad but then jeans. He ha- yeah, he's wearing dad jeans, but then he's got this elaborate cape on. And, and, you know, it's, and it works. And it, it kind of works. But. I don't know.
0: I don't know if you were taking a kid. It might work for us, but if you were taking a kid, you know, like one of your kids to, yeah. to the oh, no. show, might not.
1: No, we were the by far the youngest there. <laughs>
0: I'm finding that a lot these days. Yeah.
1: Um, but it was it was fun i'm I'm glad i went to the show yeah john anderson he still has a he still has a great voice
0: yeah.
1: but going to this song it's it was kind of cool they uh, it's called uh the friends of mr cairo which i had completely forgotten about mm-hmm. but once i played it like oh yeah I, I do remember this is kind of a unique uh i i like when uh you know a producer adds a you know Finds a vocalist to you know it's kind of like a Daft Punk type thing like oh okay we'll create these songs we'll have someone else sing these and do their their version of it and it uh, it really makes it interesting so this is uh you know it's kind of like a film noir type and uh, the sound bites that they throw in are like like uh, music or movies from the forties and thirties and forties of like the you know these gangster films and
0: for this song this yeah
1: yeah like it opens with uh, I think it was oh it, this is actually it was a film from nineteen seventy one. As I looked it up, because it opens up with, uh, you know, some film dialogue, and that's from the 1971 film Get Carter, which I hear is very good, but I I need to <laughs> need to view that. Um, but the, yeah, but they throw in, um, I think there's some allusions to like uh, the Maltese Falcon and references to a lot of different hey. film genre of the. I did not
0: remember. Did you remember the song when you?
1: Yeah, when I when I replayed it, like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I do remember. Them. This is kind of yeah. cool. I had you know, I remember in eighty one I probably had no idea who John Anderson was and I knew I knew Vangelis better because I knew Chariots Chariots of of Fire. Yeah.
0: Okay, this pairing, uh, when I when I came upon this on the countdown, I thought, okay, that can't be that has to be a mistake because I it seems like the oddest pairing to me. Yeah. But now that you're comparing it to the you know, like a daft punk kind of thing, a producer and a I listened to the song briefly and it sounded familiar to me, but I couldn't get over that, that those two were yeah, it's nice. We're a pair. And I saw that when I was reading about them, that they actually called them John and Vangelis. So you wouldn't even have oh, necessarily really? known oh, that right. it was John Anderson.
1: They probably tried to yes. hide the fact because, yes. yeah, because Yes was a pretentious uh, band and, you know, <laughs> marketing kind of, them differently. Right. Kind of like this other prog rock band that we talked about previously. <laughs> they both have like these crazy voices. He talks like that too. Really? Oh, wow, his voice it's super high. Yeah, it's just craziness um but john anderson his voice his singing and talking voice are super similar it's kind of odd our our seats were pretty good so we could we could tell like oh john anderson is very short and he he stands on this little uh like a booster seat just so he's a little bit tall I th- you know for stage presence you oh. know i think it's, i think it you know so the people in the back can, can see him I didn't know. No, I mean, we, oh, It's common man. to a lot of
0: singers.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think mm. so, too. Like a prog rock band. They played like 12 songs, and the, and the show is like two and a half hours long. Yes. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah. So so there. It's it's definitely where I'm, I'm – now I'm curious as to uh, – I looked on YouTube. And I didn't listen to it, but there's like a 15-minute version of this song. I think it's probably like a film – type thing. Oh. And I'd actually like to hear the whole album, so I have to I'm gonna have to pull up that the whole thing and just kinda see what, what that was about. Because the song is very interesting.
0: You need to close the door and put on your black light.
1: Definitely. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All right, so uh, my name is Dave. I'm Holly. Thank you for listening to
0: What Difference Does It Make? Check you later. Over and out